Good morning, good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day you're listening to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Sapporo. Back at it again. It's been a, I, this, this, uh, I don't even know where to start. Um, I have to address, you know, what happened and what we've been going on with in the past week. Um, I don't think it would be right if I didn't address uh, the certain issues that we're seeing um, across across the nation. So, um, yeah, I'm going to address that, and I hopefully, you know, you know, we can, you know, come out of this on the other side. Um, but first and foremost, um, rest in peace to George Floyd. Um, I was sickened, just like everyone else, sickened by what happened. Uh, the video is definitely hard to watch. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's sad, it's sickening. Uh, to see to see what we all know is there. Um, and if people at this point aren't acknowledging it, it's because they don't want to. So I don't really, you know, waste a lot of my time arguing with people. Um, but, you know, there's a structural problem with race, as I said on my, on my social media. There's a structural problem. And how we fix it, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm actively looking for ways to get involved, uh, continue to be involved, um, you know, myself, my siblings, we can all tell you stories of when we've experienced it. But again, I'm not someone that, you know, openly shares this with people that don't need to know anything about this. Um, but I think this at this point, it's a platform I have. We have to speak out. I've seen a lot of people, especially in our generation, gener- our generation me being, you know, people in the, um, the younger generation that are realizing that they want to be on the right side of history. They're speaking out. They're using their voice. They're organizing. They're strategizing. Um, they're do- donating. It's it's great to see, um, and so for what me, you know, my next step of action, continue to speak out when possible um, on my platform. Have conversations with people one on one. I'm always open to talking to people that are reasonable um, and that want to have a constructive conversation. Um, and I, I also want to listen. We can also listen. Um, hopefully, people are listening to everyone's saying that we want to fix these problems with injustice and race and hopefully people are listening i don't i don't know i think that's the younger generation is i I don't think much that the older generation is and that, that there's much change there but the younger generation is hopefully a beacon of hope for making change next thing would be on my list is take action definitely vote um donate help um i am a part of a nonprofit board movement to be. We are doing a fundraiser uh, where we are, you know, raising money to do social distance summer programs for underserved communities. Uh, so please tap into movement to be be a part of this uh, fundraiser that we have going on. It's thirty and three. So try to do as many miles or movements as you can in three days, starting June twenty eighth. If you sign up, you are in. You actually automatically put into a raffle to you know receive some really cool prizes uh, from you know businesses from self uh, uh, business owners. So please sign up if you can. Um, I'll put the link in the uh, bio of this episode so you can get tapped in. 
Uh, but again, you know, I stand with, you know, people that are fighting injustice. Um, I stand with people that are trying to fix the race problems in this country. And that's always where I'm going to stand. So um, again, please reach out to me if you, you want to have constructive conversations about this. But the issue is there. It's just how do we fix it? And um, I think the younger generation is, is about to figure that out. Stock market update. We're back with the stock market update. What's been going on? So again, we're up another three and a half percent. The market's about to open this morning, uh, but we are currently up the past five days another three and a half percent. Again, we're reopening. Um, and if has anyone else been looking at the data? Our cases down. Our coronavirus coronavirus cases down, especially for the states that have opened up. When I was seeing the trend was going downward, still for Texas, Georgia, Florida places that have opened up. Um, and so you think, I think retail is going to come back. Um, and, you know, I think that's what the stock market is, you know, indicating is, you know, we're reopening, things are getting better. Obviously, the Fed did some things to prop up the market, but, you know, that's, that's where we sit. And so, you know, as a broad market index, we're still, you know, trending in a, in a kind of up direction. Um, and I said before, that's kind of been the catalyst and it still seems to be. Uh, for for you know the market itself, uh, my clients are lucky to be getting my proprietary research and thinking on what we should be invested in, what our portfolio should hold, and so that's what I do, and I think I'm one of the best at it, um, and I know I'm one of the best at it actually. Um, so now let's think about company updates. There wasn't much to update as far as companies. I think Elon Musk put some people in space. Uh, <laughs> So I think that's great for SpaceX and what he's doing and, and for innovation. Um, I wonder what's going on up there. Are the aliens, are they happy with what's going on on Earth? Do they, I don't think the aliens even want to come to Earth right now. They see 2020 is all messed up. The aliens are not coming yet. Or maybe they're next. I don't know. Maybe they're next. We don't know. Uh, but that was one big update as far as companies. Um, and also, I think you saw a lot of companies give their statements on what's going on. I don't know. Uh, do the, are these statements helpful? You know, I worked in a company that, you know, they'll, these people give statements, but they're really not doing anything for change. So I take those with a grain of salt. I don't really, you know, care for these statements. I don't know, you know, for people that are still within these companies, let me know what you think. Um, are these corporate statements helpful? Are people actually doing things? Um, I think, a lot, again, I said on last episode, a lot of it is lip service. A lot of it's PR. Um, they're not really out there doing anything, but, you know, putting some things together for a PR statement. Which, yeah, I guess if that's what you want to do. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think about those statements uh, and corporate statements that uh, people have put out. Uh, church announcements. So church announcements, meaning announcements for New Street Advisors Group, my firm, what we got going on. Um, I'm speaking again. I'm always speaking. So this month I will be speaking at um, the Freelancers Hub via webinar. So webinar, Freelancers Hub. Another great one, that's June 16th, June 16th webinar, sign up. I'm going to start posting about this, but sign up, be tapped into this. It's going to be great. We're talking finances during uncertain times. We're talking retirement planning for freelancers, self-employed, for everyone. So get tapped into that. Um, I'm also going to be doing another speech, uh, a lecture at a company, uh, June 19th. So get tapped into that as well. And yeah, just just stay tapped in. If you're, you know, of New Street, Team New Street, Please uh, keep listening to the podcast. Uh, follow on all socials. 
pass the podcast along. I know a lot of people have been, you know, enjoying what we got going on week to week. So pass the podcast along to friends, family, your network, anyone that can benefit from what we talk about. All right. Ask an advisor segment. One of my favorite segments. We are going to talk questions from the people and really dive into some answers. The first one is about wills and trust. Wills and trust. With all that's going on, I think it's appropriate to talk about wills and trust. So wills uh, meaning obviously, you know, directing wills and trust meaning directing your, you know, state, um, your finances after you, you know, pass or, you know, go on. Um, and so why these are important, it puts conditions on how and when your assets are distributed after you die. So it's important to have conditions on how and when your assets are distributed after you die. You don't just want to you know, pass on and, and have no directive for your assets, for your estate. Um, that's not a great thing. Then it leads to, could lead to a lot of, you know, fighting over your estate or this and that. Could lead to the government taking a bigger portion that's needed. And that's the next thing. It reduces estate and gift taxes. If you have directives and they go to people, this reduces the estate and gift taxes. So this is a great thing to, to have set up. Um, and it, it actually distributes your assets to your heirs efficiently without cost delay and any court you know battle so if everything's already outlined and and your wills and trust everything's outlined this doesn't delay this distribution of the assets to your heirs to your beneficiaries it doesn't delay it um, so that's a good thing to know and it also can better protect your assets from creditors and lawsuits if you have these things set up it better protects your assets so Definitely look into these things, um, and I'm always to have those conversations with you. Uh, we can also bring in tax um, experts to to have those conversations as well. Next thing is beneficiaries. So a lot of my clients, you know, ask about you know having beneficiaries. That's always able to put on any of the accounts that you have with me. We can put beneficiaries on those accounts. Meaning, um, again, if pass or if you, something happens, these your IRA, your your investment accounts get distributed to your beneficiaries so you can have up-to-date beneficiary designations where you can make sure your assets go where you're intended um, this is provide security for your assets so they go where you desire so it's also important tax advantages for your loved ones so if you don't name your beneficiary those assets may be um, completely taxable five years after death but you know if you do name them this allows for you know the money to grow tax deferred still, especially if it's an IRA, the money will continue to go tax deferred if you named your beneficiaries. Um, so that's another great thing to to obviously have set up. And it's really easy to set up in you know my client's account, so we have that done. Um, next, I still get you know I want to touch on rollovers, which I talked about before. Again, if you've left companies, um, I've had questions about it. But if you left companies or you know left a, a firm, um, it's great to roll over your 401k into an IRA, and one, have that managed, two, be able to continue to contribute, three, have better investment options. So I always um, advocate for rollovers, and a lot of my clients have done that, and, um, you know, will continue to, you know, do and and complete rollovers um, for people. So it's a good thing to get tapped into uh, if you're not already. All right. Another guest, another week, another guest. Uh, we have Joy Valerie Carrera. Uh, I didn't say that well. I didn't roll. I didn't. I didn't say that well enough. Her name deserves more um, authenticity. But um, Joy is a great person. Um, someone I work with, uh, but someone that is uh, doing amazing things in tech, building tech, social media strategist. Um, 
she has a great she has her own podcast that's you know really widely um great accolades um great great listen uh, but yeah i think to have joy on the, the podcast is a pleasure she has a lot to talk about when it comes to tech ecosystem um you know and, and what you can do to build your own platform she has a build with joy which is a great way to get tapped into her to get coaching from her because she's a very expert she's an expert in her area um she also has just a great community so she's going to tell you a little bit about that but please stay connected with her reach out to her because she has a lot of information for people uh but i hope you guys enjoy this interview thank you joy valerie for joining us which one do you prefer um you have many names which are all three awesome that i know of which do you prefer <laughs> uh, which one do you like to go by the most um, so online, usually Joy, because my family calls me Valerie. Um, but usually I'll like write as everything through Joy. So people have gotten used to just calling me Joy Valerie. So I just introduced myself by my full name now, which is Joy Valerie Carrera. I Actually, I have four names because I'm Latina and that's how we roll. Uh, so it's Joy Valerie Carrera Alvarez with a hyphen <laughs> technically on my birth certificate. <laughs> I love it. Well, I won't try to pronounce it like you because you have a, I can't, um, <laughs> do the accents but I love it and you sound great and thank you uh for actually joining me on the podcast one I just really you know you're someone that I've been following and that you have great content you're going to tell people a little bit about what you do obviously but um just the introduction uh Joy uh, is kind of a, a just a great person in tech an up-and-coming person in tech that's building a lot of things works with a lot of great people has built a strong community um so I would love to hear you know one what you've been building in tech for the last, you know, several years and how you kind of got into that, into that roles. Yeah. So um, that's actually an easier way to start. Cause I always struggle to like explain to people what it is that I do. Cause they never understand. Yeah. Um, but I do digital operations. So what that essentially is, is all of the workflows that you need to build out to make sure that a tech company is working yeah. efficiently um, and also making sure that you are accounting for all of the different teams involved, how you're going to monetize, um, and really just like logistics and strategy. And I've been doing this specifically in the advertising tech space. So I started off uh, like seven years ago was my first wow. job in tech where I, yeah, and that was actually just like my first job in tech completely right so i went to school to rit so rochester institute mm. of technology and i think that gave me an edge in the sense that everybody thought that i was like <laughs> a techie um and i was like i studied chemical engineering and international yeah. studies so i did chemical engineering for three years i worked in a lab absolutely hated mm. it and I, I had like, I literally had a three nine as a, a chem, like a chemical engineer. And I just hated it so much because I was like in a lab and I wasn't super, super passionate about it. And I took an anthropology class and I had a minor in sociology and anthropology, but they didn't have a major in that. So then I switched literally my last year to international studies because I was like, I want to like learn more about people. And then my GPA tanked because I thought it would be easy because I was like, yeah, liberal arts, whatever. <laughs> um, but it's a lot of writing and versus like math and science is very like, it's either wrong or right. Like, or, you know, you have to show your work. Like writing is so yeah, subjective. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then like I was mad, but 
Um, but it was super easy because I was looking at a whole bunch of different majors and everyone's like, oh, everyone will take you. But ironically, like chemical engineering is very pen and paper based and it's very analytical mm. and it's a lot of building out processes and systems. So that really did help when it came to tech. But I barely used the computer. Like if I used the computer, it was Excel. Mm. Um, and I still use Excel to this day. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's what they don't tell you that you're really just like going to use Excel for the rest of that's- your life. <laughs> But, but yeah, and, and so that's kind of how, um, you know, that I went to tech school, the first job out of college, I was all like, I want to change the world. And I think I grew up in that, in that just vibe of like, we have to help others, have to help our community, because my parents are pastors. So I just grew up very much like always involved somehow and was like, okay, I want to like help change the world. So I signed up for AmeriCorps. Um, and my first job was at Grameen America mm. there. I, I jumped on as like a strategy and logistics, like assistant on that team, um, which really the easiest way to explain it is like, you're just the things that make everything work and everyone forgets mm. about this. Um, and, and that was really like my first touching technology because every, I was the youngest person there. I just graduated from RIT and everyone was like, you can fix things. Here's a computer. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Um, and I literally would tell people like, let me Google that for you. Like being sassy. <laughs> uh, and then they were just like, thank yeah. you. And I was like, oh <laughs> um and and there's where I got like you know I was given an excel sheet to clean up this like insane amount of data and I was like hell no like you know I like I said I came from an engineering background I was like I'm not about to do this all there has to be an easier way and that's when I started learning um VBA which is like basically the programming excel mm. um and I was like wait hold up and then just like cleaning databases um and you know building out more robust reports and stuff and that just like enticed me a lot but then I'm seeing like all of these guys that I used to help on their math homework getting these great jobs and seeming like they're always having fun at their tech startup so I was like how do I get one of those because I know that they're not smarter than me so (laughs) that that's really like how I got in there (laughs) um but but yeah and I know that was kind of a long-winded way to say it, but... And then, well, no, that's... Please, we love the background. I love that. What about what you're doing now? So, obviously, you have a lot of great things that you're cooking. You seem to be someone that's, like, like a lot of hands in in different things, which is wonderful. You work super, super hard, but what are the current things that you're, you're building or things that you have going on right now? Yeah, so the main thing I'm building is my, um my agency career yeah. digital um and what i'm aiming to do with that is really being like the media backbone um for creative so the operations um handling all of that right like you know when people are thinking like oh i need to think about content strategy i need to think about like my podcast editing and getting everything mm-hmm. out there um that and also thinking about analytics so that's the biggest part right like thinking data centered building content around what the data is telling you and to make sure that you're reaching your right audience Mm -hmm. um and also monetizing it right because I think a lot of people are like oh I need to start a podcast I need to do that and they're not thinking about how it monetizes right like 
Um, either if they're going to monetize it, is it a lead magnet for you and thinking around the whole big mm. picture, right? Um, so with my background being in business operations and also like just on um, focusing really on the advertising and media end of things, I'm always basically testing everything for myself because I don't like telling people like try this and that when I haven't tried it myself. So that's really what got me into blogging. <laughs> um, so I started blogging for, no, five yeah. years ago? Yeah, oh my God, five years ago. Yeah, because it was like the first-ish year that I was back at my, my when I first started my job. So yeah, so like five-ish, almost six Is that where your ago. following comes from? Because um, people that listen don't know, pretty weird. Yeah, so I started blogging. I had a blog called Part-Time Exploradora. Mm. Um, and it's still active now. And it was my travel blog. Like I had been, I just started my job in tech and I had um, spent like the last two years before that backpacking. I would come back to the US, work, and then I would backpack. Oh. Um, so it was like very unsustainable. <laughs> um, but but that, that was kind of what I did. So I would just like backpack, travel. I was I was a total hippie. Like I would <laughs> You know, I would stay in hostels. So it's where, like, now I'm, like, super comfortable just anywhere okay. that I am. Um, but, and it's just, like, made me super adaptable to any situation. Like, I can just be, like, in the bougiest <laughs> hotel and then also just be, like, sleeping on the floor or crashing with somebody. Like, I have no qualms about it. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, so I would come back. And then I, that's this is, you know, the last time I came back and I was, like, all right, I need to be, like, a grown-up mm. now um and stop doing these like one year hopping back and forth kind of thing um so that's when I was like okay I'm gonna get into tech right um because I'd been backpacking and I met someone who had been traveling for a while and they weren't doing the usual backpacker thing which is like you kind of stay at a hostel and it's like a work exchange type of thing or you like are working at the local restaurants right so they're and I'm talking to them and they just had like a computer in a lounge and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm working. I'm like, what are you working? And they were like, oh, I work in advertising and I just like travel and I work remotely. And I was like, hold up, what? Yeah, right. And it turns out I think they were like a developer. Um, so I was like, oh, OK, I need to figure out this whole tech mm -hmm. thing. Right. Um, so that's what kind of also drew me just because I wanted that freedom to be able to work from anywhere there was Wi-Fi. Yeah. So that was like my end goal. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go back and I'm going to work. And my goal was to work maximum two years and then save up enough money to backpack wow. around the world. That was the end goal. And it never ended up happening. Um, and now I'm too old <laughs> in the sense that like, I'm tired. I'm not doing the hostel hopping anymore. <laughs> like you, you reach that point where you're just like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I'd been to 26 countries wow. at that point. Uh, or no, I think less, like maybe like 20 countries at that point. And so I'm on the train and every day I'm like going into work I'm like the only woman for almost two years. Um, the only other people of color were the like the delivery guys and the maintenance staff who like were always super mm. sweet to me. Um, and the only people that I would just like talk to and get to be myself. So I, I also like was living an hour and a half outside of New York City. I was living at uh, my parents' like other apartment um, just because I was like, I need to save money. Like I need to pay mm -hmm. off my debt. Um, my student loans, all of that. Um, I ended up paying like all at once $15,000. I still have some debt left, but that was like my main goal. I was like, I want to be debt free. 
and I want to be able to 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 like save up enough money right so every day I would like go and it was just like really hard too because I'd been go 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 forever like you know I grew up poor I grew up like on food stamps and WIC and my parents have always been hustling and so then you finally have like an hour and a half sitting on a train by yourself like finally ready to process everything Mm -hmm. well not ready to process you Mm -hmm. just have to because you're sitting in silence um and I was just like oh this really sucks because that's when like all (laughs) of your trauma just kind of hits you (laughs) um so so that was rough and so I started writing and I started I finally was able to afford therapy because I had a Mm -hmm. insurance at that point um so you know I like started writing and that's and and just kind of like retelling my story like the things that I was sharing um and I started on Instagram like I was like oh I'm gonna start a blog and everything so I took like a marketing like class or a boot camp um in in the city that my company had paid for and they paid Mm -hmm. for a web development boot camp too that was like one of the perks because it was a startup so you don't get the most right away (laughs) but they're like here's some educational perks and I was like all right cool like yeah, there's definitely that saying in tech that's like you either um, mm. earn or you learn, right? So if, obviously, if you're at a startup, you're learning a lot. Um, and I was wow. the first employee, so I was learning how they built everything from the ground up. Yeah, and they sold really um, last year. So that yeah, so they they got they bought bought out by this big um, ad tech company called Rubicon. Uh, so Can yeah, it's like at the same time I was like, wait, yo, like were you, were you still tied? No, so this is the dumb oh, thing because okay. I didn't know any well, of this, okay, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but I did get like, um, I after like my first my, during my first year, they paid me like a solid salary, so I was getting like not not this. Yeah, so that was kind of that's what they did with most people is like they secured yeah. like a solid salary, um, so it wasn't like really startup level salary. Um, so yeah, but then close to the last couple of years I was like hold up guys like I started learning about all this equity and stuff and they're like oh yeah eventually <laughs> and by that time I left um because I was like I can't but I mean at the same time I probably would yeah. be stuck there and wouldn't have that's, built everything that's what I that I built what for myself if I, um, yeah, I follow social media but one thing I realized is one obviously you're super great at what you do you're an expert um two yeah you're not afraid to like you know say what one your thoughts say you know, different advice to people and connect people. Um, what, where does this come from? I guess, talk to me about tech world. You kind of alluded to it earlier, like tech diversity being a Latino woman that's, you know, one of the leaders in this space um, and social media and tech. Like, I guess, talk to me about your thoughts around that perspective and maybe things that you've learned. Yeah, so, you know, you get very used to being the only one at the table. And I've been in STEM since I was a child, right? Like, I always was that kid that, like, all my teachers were just like, you're really good at science, you're really good at math, um, and would always push me, right? But at the same time, I was one of the only women, usually. And one of, especially, like, one of the only Latinas and even person of color just, like, in those spaces. And... I think a lot of people get into like I would be intimidated right like I was just like oh my god you know nobody looks like me I had and I had like (laughs) big frizzy hair I still have big frizzy hair but it was even frizzier um and I was just awkward like I was just like an awkward little chubby kid with frizzy hair um so so I think like you know you find your allies but it's not the same as like seeing somebody who looks like you right or just like 
kind of even gets it. Like even, you know, I ended up eventually hiring someone and she happened to be Latina that I met at a networking event. And I was like, okay, this girl hustled, like she gets it. But there was even instances where like one day, I think my boss actually, he was the one that got me Mm. interested in finance um, or just personal finance because he was like, okay, guys, like we're going to talk about compound (laughs) interest. And I was like, what? And like half the girls were just like, ah, like, do we have to sit and talk about this? And then me and my coworker, he had explained it like one on one. That's what I really loved working there. Um, so like, I'm not too salty about that or anything because I learned so much. Um, because you know, when I was there, literally every week I had a one on one with the CEO and the COO. Um, and so we started getting bigger, but I still had that right. So I would literally like have classes where he would just like teach me things and my boss yeah and they love teaching right and it was also like they would teach me I would document it so it was like beneficial for like you know for the company as well and then when I eventually had my own team but but it was always like a mixture of tech stuff but also like adulting (laughs) because I was like 23 I think yeah 23 24 around there when I like first started right so I was like I don't know what to say like I knew a savings account, that's it. And then it was just like, oh no, like we need to diversify this, right? Um, or I was like, health insurance, I don't know. And they were like, okay, we need to figure this out, right? Um, but but yeah, like that was like one of the, co- like, you know, he just was like, oh, okay, it's like Wednesday learning. We're gonna learn about compound interest, right? And because it was advertising on ads, like you, you're buying and selling. So it does work very like similar yeah, to course. how like the stock market would work, right? Um, that's yes. <laughs> probably less riskier, um, but but um, but what you see is like you know he's teaching he was telling us all and half of the girls like by that time we had way more women um, you know they're just like ah like whatever like I know about this but then like me and my coworker who are Latina we're just like what and she, I remember my coworker literally goes to her and she was like I'm sorry like my mother was cleaning houses making sure that we could survive <laughs> and didn't have time that's, to teach me this that's real. Um, yeah. so I was, and it's just like those moments it's real right like nobody else would get that unless yeah. you bring other people to the table and I think that's the thing we're we're told we think that like oh there can only be one of us and I've definitely thought that before right because you'd be like oh well you know this is my ratchet mm-hmm. friend I'm too afraid to introduce them to people <laughs> um but then you realize you're like wait no I need to do that because then it puts the pressure off of me because you're not a spokesperson mm. for everyone that mm. looks like you or has the same background um and then it's just like wait yes like we are not like a monolith right like um and I think that's like that's also the perk and then you even have those moments where you look at each other and you're like yeah that just happened and you're like oh wait I'm not crazy like I'm not crazy (laughs) right um but I think you know and there's gonna be that point that like we bring enough people that there won't be those moments because then that's completely unacceptable um so I think that was definitely the hardest part about just being in STEM and um, in the tech space mm-hmm. I think I got very numb to it in that I was like oh well this is just how things are um, until I started bringing in more people and I was like wait like no like it does not have to be like this <laughs> um, and I think that's why, like I'm very big on like yeah. build your own spaces because I think we just like wait and wait for like oh give us a chance give us a chance and versus like you know what I'm gonna build it because what you end up doing is you start building your own channels and platforms and apps and software and then other people are like wait like they're legit right versus exactly. trying to like, yeah, that's beg such a for them to point. give you a chance uh, because like you mentioned like build your own yeah. and then, like you said and you have your own ecosystem and 
people then they start seeing it and they start offering you what you know you deserve um and then um, on that point like you kind of mentioned and foreshadowed about the, the future i guess i don't know if you have a crystal ball but what's gonna what do you see happening in the future in tech advertising social media what do you see happening is there anything that might be on the horizon that would be good for people to to, to kind of watch that trend or anything that you see yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing it now, especially during the pandemic, because, well, when you have yeah. all these nerds at home just building things, um, like, I, like, you know, everyone's just, like, for me, like, I'm very, I'm kind of ambiverted, I guess, but I'm definitely more introverted than everything, um, and it's just, like, cool that we have all this time, exactly. no FOMO, right, <laughs> um, but you're also seeing the necessity, right, so we're definitely seeing a rise of social media being a way that, people are connecting. And I remember this, even when I was at RIT, they always were just like, okay, your social media is like a resume, right? So think about like LinkedIn, right? How you were going to present yourself. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that now more than ever. Yeah. Everyone's doing remote work, right? Um, or remote interviews. So, and working remotely. So think about how you're presenting yourself online, like obviously being yourself, but also like think about who's watching, like a mm -hmm. potential employer could see everything, right? Um, and I, yeah, and I think it's like finding that balance of, you know, being yourself, but also like you probably don't want to be, I don't know, showing your butt on social media when you're probably applying <laughs> yeah. to be an investment banker, like, right? Um, like, and, and it's, that's the same thing that, you know, they would tell us when we were applying for jobs when I was in college yeah. or even high school yeah. when we were applying for colleges, right? Um, so I think definitely being mindful of that. But I think the other thing that we're seeing, too, is, you know, bias built into these systems and why I definitely advocate for there being more women and more yeah. black people and more brown people and just like every type of people um, involved in tech, because this these are the apps that are dictating our future. Right. Um, and we're going to need technology for everything, right? whether it's even delivering stuff. And, you know, now you're seeing like robo um what is mm -hmm. it like in the supermarkets like all these like robo cleaners and stuff so it's like but think about who's building these right if we just keep having people who are just you know if we just keep having these basic white guys um and nothing against them but it's just like they mm -hmm. probably are not gonna have the same mm -hmm. experiences as a person of color and they're going to ingrain their own biases because i think everyone forgets that in technology these are just people writing instructions telling the computers and mm. the hardware what it should be doing and especially as we move more into artificial intelligence like the you know everyone thinks like oh my god robots are going to take over and it's like no okay it's just the program that people are writing or is telling the program eventually write yourself and learn from what you're you know um mm. what what's what's happening around you essentially so if we're not exposing that or be to, to people of color or if they're not the ones building it, then like mm. we're going to get built out of the future. And that's the thing that I just kind mm. of want people to be more aware of. Um, and also think about that. I, I think a lot of people yeah. also think that this yeah. is not attainable for them. And I promise you, like so many developers I've worked with, project managers mm. have no background in tech, right? Like I said, I was working on pen and paper. Like I definitely have an advantage in the fact that I studied engineering but I also worked on the operations side, yeah. which is not yeah. necessarily programming, right? I think I was telling you that earlier. I was like, I know a little bit of programming and I know how to build it. And I think that's even good enough. Like people should understand 
how it works. Just like you probably took a history class mm -hmm. and you're not a historian, right? Um, and I think that's really important, like to take some type of computer science or even just teach yourself how do these things work so that you understand mm -hmm. and that we're not afraid. Because I think a lot of people are also afraid about like, oh my God, you know, I just saw an ad and it knows exactly what I was thinking. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's called deep learning, right? Like this is just AI and people freak out. And I'm like, you can turn those things off, but also like why it's important for people to vote because we need mm. policy that regulates these things, right? Because it's growing so exponentially. And I think overall, you know, we think that, oh, I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to talk about that. But it's like, when you look at everything that's happening, especially like, how Facebook is becoming a monopoly, essentially, like we do need to keep checks and balances. And we also need to be mindful of who is building everything. So I think overall, <laughs> someone's still listening. Um, like I think the future of tech, like we need to be held accountable, but we also need to look at who it's yeah, building and where the money is going. Points, um, I want to go back to the point you talked about, uh, you know, just the staleness and, having this vision that people have this vision of a certain people that a tech person is whether it's like a dweeby guy that's like doing tech or you know when it comes to finance i think people have a a, a picture that's just some old you know pale people no offense to them but you know <laughs> i think that we're I love, that's why i love what you're doing because you're like dude, you're so great at what you do and you're becoming the new face of it and i have the visions of saying hey people i'm great at what i do and this is a, a new face in into finance and i think i'm if not, it's just as good, if not better than these other people that people hold up to high esteem because people are expecting that's what the like finance looked like, you know? So uh, that's why I love what you do and what you bring to the table when it comes to tech and people really need to really listen to you. People are, and people, but people need to really lock into what you're saying because it's really powerful, really powerful stuff. So, okay, man, this is wonderful. I don't want to keep, I could talk to you forever, but I guess on the final note is, you know, what I guess people already know you have a large platform, but I guess how could people reach you and talk to you if they want to learn more, or just build with you or work on any coaching sessions when it comes to the stuff that you're building? How can they get in contact with you? Yeah, so for building anything, I really, like I said, I try to build systems around just content creation, you know, monetization, and overall just coping with technology um to build companies and your own platforms and that would be like through my personal website um buildwithjoy.co um or on instagram and twitter you can find me at joy valerie um i, I share way <laughs> too much on the internet um but um then i also you know if you just want to be inspired and find other cool people yeah. i have basic yeah. browners and that's yeah, that's um, my podcast that I'm going to be relaunching. Um, I had to put a little bit on pause just while everything is happening and yeah. redoing my yeah. whole business and everything. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, and Basic Founders, it's, you know, what that's exactly what I'm trying to do with that is show, like, the faces of who are these people, right? Like, I like to say, you know, ironically, you know, I'm always like, yeah, I want to be basic and basically like be a basic brown nerd. Um, but I think these tend to be yeah. like the overachiever people 
who really, I think we just don't want to have to be so overachieving, right? To overcompensate, um, to be like, yes, I can do this. Because you have to prove you're three times better when you're just like, why can't I just be Thanks, basic girl. like Joe Schmo over there <laughs> who gets all the credit? Um, but, but also, you know, um, and I call it brown because I'm like, the future is literally brown, right? Like, I'm Latina and you know people i'm mm-hmm. ethnically ambiguous right uh, like no one ever knows what i am and i think latin america especially like you see people of all different shades like we have like white latinos we have black latinos we have asian latinos and we have like everything and i think that's really what the world is going to look like especially in the united states where you know a lot of people from all over the world um so i think that's something that i've noticed even when i was traveling like i kind of blend everywhere and it's really like cool and weird (laughs) um but but yeah i want it to be like an inclusive space not just for latinos like i think we need to learn from each other but also see it because it it um, breaks down our own biases too because if we think like oh wait like i see delano and he's like an intelligent black man like that is what people should be thinking too and not just only think of oh there's just like you know joe schmo and he's probably the best at finance when joe <laughs> schmo doesn't know crap um, <laughs> but but yeah so definitely there you know you can listen to the podcast and tag on instagram and twitter um but there's definitely more episodes coming I'm definitely trying to build out that community so I just launched a Facebook group there um because I really just want people to connect with each other Mm -hmm. because I want to talk to everybody but I'm realizing like now the busier I am the less I'm able to do that without (laughs) feeling exhausted um but I think you know in a little way that I can help is connecting people to each other so that they can build really awesome things um and I think in a small way if, if I like had something to do with that then I think like I'm good, right? Like I help yes. impact something. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah. Of but course. thank well, you, thank well, you so really much. Appreciate this your time. Awesome. Um, and I know you have so much stuff going on, but really appreciate you calling in and sharing some thoughts with us.